Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. One of the responses that we get a lot when we talk about projectors and them burning out and overexhausting their energy is a response from the generators and the manifesting generators and those people saying, I'm tired too. I need to take rest too. What about me? That kind of thing. So I think I would really love for you to share about um, what overexertion looks like or exhausting ourselves looks like for all the types because we do all experience that not just the gener or not just the projectors mm-hmm. and definitely I think it's one of the biggest misconceptions in human design is people saying projectors just need to rest and everyone else is the- I hate when people say you know generators are the worker bees I find that just so awful as if there's one as if there's some people that need to be enslaved and everyone else doesn't you know what I mean like that how's that a quality it's not even fair so the whole point about what is your energy type it's not a personality type it's the way that your energy functions so when we're talking about how our energy functions it's to say that you have a specific pattern And when you get to work it and you work your pattern rather than against your pattern, then that's how you're going to um, function the best. Now, function the best doesn't mean having high energy all the time. It means you're going to be successful. It means you're going to materialize your dreams. You're going to make moves towards the direction of your, you know, you becoming the greatest expression of yourself. But the biggest misconception is like what we really want is to be high energy all the time anyway, because that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be achieving what you want to achieve. like, And that's certainly not the only ingredient, ingredient either. So depending on your exact chart, you know, you'll have different um, engines that fuel you to be able to do things. And also those engines are on their own timeline. So for example, um, you know, you can, we can do all these wonderful things like meditate and take enough sleep and eat well and all that stuff and that does help improve our energy but you still never know and have no control over if tonight you're going to end up sleeping well or if you're going to be up if tomorrow morning you're going to wake up in a in a low feel um forget emotionally low but just like if you're going to have a bit more energy and a bit less energy and sometimes it really does just come out of nowhere so the whole thing about energy type is to say like when you um know the ways that you can make your energy better or closer to how it's supposed to look, then that's when you're aligned. So if you're trying to get your energy patterns to be like a manifester, but you're a generator, it's not the actions you take are not going to take you as far than if you did them in the way that the generator is meant to do them. So it's not about how do we, obviously everybody wants to feel good and everybody wants to thrive, but we also don't want to be, um, 
being a projector and deciding, hold on a second, I do want to be able to keep up with the rest of the world because that isn't going to benefit you. So what you may as well do is figure out how to make the most of and how to do the best, you know, output for two to three hours a day that you can and then how to make the best observing for the rest of the time or whatever it is. Same with a generator. You don't want to be trying to be all out, flat, 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 flat out and then completely, you know, fall apart like a manifester, you know, is either at 200% output or they're at 20%. As a generator, you want to be stacking, you know, one step in front of the other and that devotion with mastering your craft, that's what generators are here to do. So when you work with the way that you're supposed to function, then your energy, because the universe uses energy as a currency to help you achieve what you need to achieve. So when you're not being you, the universe is going to take away, it will take away other resources like money or synchronicities or alignment, but it will also use your energy. Everybody knows when they've been doing something that they weren't supposed to be doing, they just feel exhausted by it. And that applies to everybody because energy is also a way that we can tell in a bigger way, like it's either aligned or it's not aligned, but also like now's the time to do it. Now's not the time to do it. Check your steps before taking action. Um, maybe you've been overworking yourself. So even when you take the action, you're, you're not going to do it with the best oomph, the best battery. So get your battery back because I promise you what you do when you have good battery in you is going to be much better received than when you do it, try to force yourself to do it and trying to do it through emotions. Now listen, there's obviously times when you're super tired and you have to pick up your kids from school and whatever. So it's not to say that this is like a hard and fast rule and be super dogmatic about it. But it's like the places where you can lean into it because the places we are really torturing ourselves is not when we have to go pick up. That's like a no brainer for any mom, right? Like yeah. that's, that's the easy part. The hard part is like, I need to just keep doing and doing and doing and doing and I can't be resting if I want to get to where I want to go. And that's the lie and the myth that we all buy into. So so there's ex overexertion no matter if you're a projector or if you're a generator, or if you're a manifesting generator or any of us. Exactly. Because of the myth that we're being sold that the goal or what we should want is to be going at 200% all the time and no one is designed to be that way. And also, too, I feel like there's a misconception in there that just because generators have more energy that they're, you know, more upbeat or they're more high energy type people and that projectors are just like tired all the time and weak and whatever. And that's just not the case. Energy levels doesn't necessarily have anything to do with like how your personality yeah. expresses itself. Mm -hmm. We talk about that, too, the misconception that like projectors are tired all the time compared to like a generator who supposedly is always just like upbeat bouncing mm -hmm. up against the walls yeah I mean listen you only have to everybody knows a generator who's exhausted because they um just aren't living their design you know they're either mentally burning themselves out or physically trying to make themselves force themselves to do things that they don't want to do or they could even be doing things they don't want to do and not know right in the sense of like I do all these things out of my duty and I've been told have been validated for duty so consciously I feel like I'm still doing what I enjoy and like I'm still doing what I'm sh what I should be doing and I and I'm happy with it in my conscious mind but underneath if your gut isn't engaged that's that's a, that's a recipe for burnout really quick so there's that um and then the projectors the whole only thing about them being tired all the time is um just because they don't have that sacral defined and because they don't have a motor center connecting to the throat like the um, like the manifestors have, we just do um, our productivity engine 
finishes quicker than other people's. And that's why when we try to push productivity, we do burn out quicker than everybody else. So that's why there's a ton of tired projectors. I was going to ask you too, because sometimes when we talk about the difference between energy and stuff, we often use projectors and generators as examples because they are opposites. But when you're talking about generators, battery, you're often also talking about a manifesting, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're often also talking about the way a manifesting generator works. So what you're talking about, a generator, could also relate to a manifesting generator. In this example, yes, yes. we're having a defined sacral. Well, not about the mastering the craft and all that stuff. Okay, I mean about the battery, about yeah. the sacral. Yeah, if you if you make yourself do something or you're praised for it and you're you're praising yourself for doing something out of duty and you're exhausted, yes. Yeah, and then if you're like projector, would if someone's a reflector, would they? What would that look like? What would overexertion for a reflector look like? Reflectors, um, because their energy and their persona can change so much, um, you know, from day to day. In a way, you really have to, in real time, be honoring it. Because as we know, and if you are a reflector, you've heard me say this before, like you're a different person every single day. So the best thing to do is not make stories about it. Like if you're today you're tired, you completely rest knowing that the universe is also going to give you days when you're like turbocharged and all this kind of stuff. So I feel like the best thing for reflectors is to try not to figure out how their energy works. The only thing you can do as a reflector and I was talking about this with my teacher recently, is that you um, can go away and map how your energy moves over a 28-day cycle because it does obviously change over the course of any lunar month. So you might find patterns that like, oh, right after a new moon, I'm this, and then after that, I feel more like this or whatever. So every every reflector would have their own um, kind of different cycle that they would move through because, you know, they reflect their... Um, very very connected to the lunar cycle so paying attention to those energy levels and if you like to plan um, you know it's good to kind of plan around that stuff so like okay I'm always super energized at a full moon or I never sleep on a full moon and then adjust accordingly Um, but for them their energy levels is like you have to in real time be paying attention to what's in front of you there isn't like a hard and fast rule for every day like there is for everyone else and if someone this is something I don't think I've ever asked you or like look at it from this perspective if someone is a reflector and they they just don't really resonate with the following the moon cycle stuff like it doesn't necessarily mean they have to track the moon cycle they can just like track their own their own life does it have to or is there really a strong connection to that there really is a strong connection to that there is yeah it's so hard when you're not that type i know like maybe that does super resonate with every reflector and i just don't realize it because i'm not a reflector well it brings up the other interesting point which is that when we're learning about human design unfortunately it's coming at us what's disseminating it the information is our minds but because we're talking about the science of getting out of your mind and letting your body run your life so that your mind can be used on the outside world to sharing your genius sharing your gifts it's really difficult sometimes when you tell people different things about them and if they just don't like how it sounds mentally or logically they're going to reject it but the whole point about human design is it is experiential where it's like try it on and see how it actually works just because no one has previously told you this is how you function or because this sounds wacky or because you know no one knew about it before it doesn't mean it's not true. And so, you know, you only have to experiment with this stuff to know the freedom that comes from not having to know how you work from a understanding place, but knowing how you work from that deep place because you've done it and you've seen the rewards pay off, right? So even if you don't resonate with 
tracking a moon cycle, it's not a woo-woo thing. It's the fact that the stream of neutrinos, the subatomic particles that are coming from the moon, um, which are basically conditioning and coding all of us all the time, are felt more deeply than reflectors because they don't have as many buffers in their systems, in their charts. And the same with the sun and the same with all the other planets. So reflectors quite literally are different people every single day to a way more um, extreme extent than everybody else. So, you know, this isn't like a woo-woo thing like, you know, and I have nothing against these things like planting a crystal on the full moon or charging them or whatever. And I'm sure there's there are scientific um, explanations behind those. But this is a this is a very measurable, you know, I call it the art and science of who you came to be because it is part science as well. It's not just based on someone's methodology. They came up with their mind. Mm. Um, so it is a thing that you do become someone different depending on the position of the moon compared to the position of where you are depending on the position of the earth. Um, and, you know, there's so many different things that the moon affects. If it affects the tides and affects the weather and it affects animals and their patterns of how they migrate and all these different kinds of things. Like, of course, it affects all of us, not just reflectors. Which makes me actually want to ask you a question I forgot to ask you earlier today that fits perfectly into this conversation because we're talking about, you know, overexertion, exhaustion, like all these things. Um, two nights ago was an eclipse Mm-hmm. and I, I think it was like I slept like 11 hours or something, and it was like I was so tired I slept. And then last night, I because we've had conversations where, you know, there is this like it can get dogmatic where projectors can feel like, oh, I have to sleep all the time, but, but that isn't the case for us every single night. There are times when we have to have long spurts of sleep, but last night I, I wasn't beating myself up that I didn't fall asleep till like 1230 because – I was just like, you know, maybe I just don't need that much sleep tonight mm-hmm. and that's okay. And I used to like, would, I used to freak myself out and be like, no, I'm a projector. I need so much sleep. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to show up tomorrow and, and be at my best tomorrow because I'm not falling asleep till 1230. So I was going to ask you, is that normal that after a full moon or after an eclipse or something to like not need that much sleep? So because uh, I know you understand yeah. how this stuff works. Well, so. they affect everyone differently in the sense that some people are up all night, some people are not up all night, full moons, new moons. There's no sort of like specific way that every human being reacts exactly the same way. But they definitely throw our sleep because they throw and I mean throw in this in a positive way, they throw the direction of our lives, especially eclipses, right? Not just full moons and new moons, we're talking about eclipses here. With eclipses, it is like something kind of just, you can flip it on its head, like in your life, like there's a turnaround, there's something in a washing machine. So you can either feel like a big step happens or something comes out of nowhere or you make a big transformation or you have a big realization. It's like a quantum leap in some kind of way. Or you can feel like you're in the washing machine and like reaching for the clarity. So it does affect everyone's sleep because it is trying to course correct us in a quicker way um, over the course of our lives than the normal construct of being held in, you know, life in general is. Um, And the universe just working for us all the time. So eclipses, if you, you know, if you care to kind of believe in them or pay attention to them they are just these opportunities to have a little bit more okay I can this is the time when the universe is going to make me jump or I can jump if I want or whatever so yeah it does throw your sleep because it throws your clarity it throws your what's going on in your spirit what's going on in your heart like there's so much going on and you know energy wise during eclipses um and I think that sleep thing again like what you said is so right where it's like we try not to get dogmatic about it it's like if you're reaching towards it in general you're still going to reap the rewards right so the goal is not necessarily to like 
get it right, especially if in getting it right, quote unquote, you're just going through the motions performatively. Like it also has to connect. You have to be able to do it when it feels doable to you and also give yourself the grace to let it go when it doesn't. And of course, there are going to be some nights where, when, when no one's going to sleep, you know? <laughs> yeah, no matter what type you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is something really important to point out, um, no matter what topic we're talking about, is that if we are too like dogmatic and harsh about it with ourselves, it actually doesn't help us. Like, I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I feel like this information has helped me so much more even in the past year, because I do have been able to work so closely with you is seeing that it, it doesn't need to be treated so heavily. Mm. It's like play with the information, Mm -hmm. play with what you're learning about yourself. Don't feel so heavy about it. Yeah. You've got to wear everything lightly. Um, and I feel like when you wear it lightly is actually when it feels most easy to do it anyway. It's just like, oh, okay, we can just try this. If it doesn't work, not the biggest, you know, mm-hmm. something small, start with something small and doable. But I also feel like in having a relationship to your growth in a light way, it makes your spirit lighter along the way. So then when you come out, you're someone who's light, not someone who's punished yourself with trying to be a better person your whole life. Because that's the last thing I'd want for myself or for anyone else. Um, and I also feel like, you know, just to be able to um, realize that you've got nothing to, there is no getting it wrong. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing to lose here. You know, we're, we're so held. And if you have this information and you want to become someone who wants to grow in any way, shape or form, like you just, if you're getting it directionally correct, you're still, you're doing well, you know, and there are, of course are going to be mistakes along the way, but it doesn't determine how quickly you or how much you're going to rise. Because again, one small change Listen, just happened to me yesterday, a change that has arguably taken me my whole entire life, but more specifically, more intensely, 10 months to get to this place where I'm able to do something that was so hard for me to do before, has completely shifted my energy, completely shifted everything. But when I tell you I couldn't have done it one day sooner, I really mean that. So is it a waste that it took me longer? Is it a waste that I leaned into it? Is it a waste that I didn't try to be more bold six months ago in a performative way no because it wouldn't have been grounded and embodied and I wouldn't have really felt it so there is a there is a dance between pushing yourself to do something when it doesn't feel quite like the new you where you're kind of like trying it on for size fake it till you'll make it but then there's also like let's go at the pace that feels like it's a manageable pace like the the amount I'm stretching myself each day is a manageable stretch and I'm not like measuring my stretch compared to someone else's because I can make a huge stretch what seems like a huge stretch to you but it's easy for me in that area of life but for you it's really difficult so I can't ever say to you well just just tell them that you know it's easy for me it doesn't mean it's easy for you it could be your greatest transformation of your life so that's another just interesting angle on the idea of overexertion mm. of you know, that is a conversation we've been having this week of like like there is this sense of like feeling like you should have maybe pushed through that faster or mm-hmm. something. Oh, maybe we we could easily like look back and be like, maybe if you would have, you know, pushed through to that lesson mm. six months ago, we wouldn't be here. But truly, like when something feels like that, it isn't actually the best thing to plow through that feeling. Can you yeah. talk a little bit about that, about kind of like yeah. how you inch through the process of growth rather than overexerting ourselves and trying to push ourselves to get there mm. as fast as possible? Mm. Well, I mean, half of it is obviously consumer culture that everything has to be quicker, 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 because that's the only reason that, you know, it's ever going to be good. And also it's almost like we are in such a rush 
to see the evidence in our lives because we don't trust that it will come otherwise. So we need to see it quick. Fast. Yeah. Um, so there's an element of like trusting that anything, um, you know, as cliche as it sounds like the journey is the destination or whatever, but like genuinely, like every time you have something, you're on to the next thing. So you may as well learn to enjoy and reframe the process of like, instead of being like, oh, I have to get, I have to get it. Just being like, oh, look at, let me like witness myself changing in the process of getting it. Let me enjoy the process of getting it because why do you want it in the first place except for to be happy? You may as well like be happy that it's coming and witness yourself becoming more excellent, which is the journey of getting it and materializing it anyway. So that's number one. But number two, I think another reason why we get so hung up on the overexertion thing is because like so many people are doing things that they don't actually enjoy or don't actually enjoy doing. And I've been there and obviously still in small ways in my life, I am there. So I think you almost want to, it's easier to throw overexertion at something and believe that that's going to make it go away than sometimes to sit with yourself and say the hard, uncomfortable truth. Like, okay, well, if I just kill it at this thing, then I'll get, um, you know, $10,000 or whatever. But actually, it's sometimes more difficult to say, do I need to change my life entirely? Even if then that means the, the money comes in seemingly overnight out of nowhere from one day to the next. You know what I mean? We'd, we, we need to get the intentions right instead of just throwing the energy and the actions into something. And because we're trying to act, 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 because the intention part is more tender, it's more vulnerable, it's harder to face, to be that honest with yourself all the time. And you don't have to be doing it 24-7. But you know, when there's a sticking point in your life, usually we try to avoid it. So we'd rather just like go through the motions and not have to maybe feel the discomfort or feel the pain or admit to ourselves that we've been kidding ourselves all along or that we didn't look at something. And the only reason why that's hard is because it does make the uncomfortable feelings come in. But I would also encourage you uncomfortable feelings are only can only go so far if you don't shame yourself for them so it's okay like all of a sudden feeling pain or feeling like regret is not bad when you're when you sit with yourself and say you know what I can feel regret about this and at least the fact that I know about it now means I can change and this is like that's the powerful shift that you do that is your transformation is looking at those parts and changing them but if you do them without shame they will hurt so much less if you do them without shame they will feel much less um, uncomfortable and discomfort and, and you know uncomfy and 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 um, you know the fact that you won't want to go there you'll be like you know what I'm going to sit with this and if the pain comes up pain comes up but then I'm just going to be nice to myself except this is the perfect time for me to feel pain this is my journey I can't get it wrong and then we just move forward it's almost like um, overexertion is in some ways a choice easier. yeah or you know like one we think it's going to be easier if we just push through but it's a choice to do it that way in regards instead of you know being a little bit softer about it and you actually end up not overexerting yourself when mm -hmm. you go about it in the softer way of like just being nice to yourself and like letting those ugly feelings be there mm -hmm. but then as you're talking this other piece comes up where the feeling of overexertion often too is that stickiness feeling mm -hmm. like we get ourselves overexerted and burnt out when we do push through on things that we know aren't working and the way they're working isn't working but we we can't see we like don't even give ourselves the time to see that there might be an easier way to do something yeah something that you do often is like whenever you feel like that overexertion feeling like we're about to press through something instead of pressing through you stop mm. and you always are like okay where's the unsticky way of getting through this and i don't think we've shared it on this podcast before i think we did it on the 
um, shared it on the Jenny Zoe, the old podcast that you did. But will you share the story about when we were um, recording the life themes mm. in in LA? Because I think that's a really another angle on how we create overexertion and yeah. unnecessary exhaustion mm. by not just asking the question mm-hmm. of how, what's a better way to do this. So will you explain that situation? Do you remember what I'm talking yeah. about? So the basis of this whole thing is that when you experience resistance instead of um, just blindly going through, there's nothing wrong with pushing through, but it's to say like, instead of shooting a hundred arrows, just change your aim a little. Cause then you might get on target with the first arrow, mm-hmm. you know, why wouldn't you just take a Save second your energy. change your aim exactly. for any of us, not just for projectors, like for every one of us. Exactly. So long story short is that we were recording the live themes in the app. We were voice recording them and we had a week, we'd given ourselves a week to do them and we were basically recording each one on a new recording file. So we started the thing, record the record a live theme and stop it. And um, it just wasn't the first day of it was just not sticking my and it was throwing my voice. It was throwing the way I was connecting to the information. It just felt so sticky. And if you know anything about human design, um, for my fellow kind of like deep dive nerds out there, there's 192 life themes. So we were like, okay, well, if we do, you know, 40 a day, we'll get there. And what ended up happening was I said to Taylor, okay, something's not right because it feels sticky. That doesn't mean, by the way, you stop doing it altogether. Sometimes you just need to change your approach. So what we did was I said to her, just keep it all on one long tape and we'll cut it by that so I can just read one after the other without the stop and start and we literally finished it that day we we did 170 on the second day and we were done so and the first day you were exhausted yeah like after the first day and I remember us talking about it and and first we the, that day when we finished we were like okay this is gonna be hard like mm-hmm. okay it's gonna be fine we're gonna get through it you're you need to rest your voice tonight all those things and that is that feeling of like we were about to just go push through mm-hmm. and then I showed up the next day and you're like listen yeah we have to do this differently mm-hmm. I'm not going through the rest of the week doing this and then like you said we ended up finishing all of them in one day and you yeah. were fine. on a high ready to rock ready to keep going after it's fine and so it, that really is a lesson of really was a lesson to me of just you also don't have to decide when it's going to be hard like not everything like even big projects you don't have to psych yourself up like okay it's going to be difficult like well we're going to get through it's like well maybe not like the only reason like we choose difficulty by doing that you know what I mean in so many ways in so many facets and I don't just mean in projects I mean in interactions with people in the morning commute like whatever it is so yeah deciding not in a not in an ungrounded way like the life is you know I can just it's going to be swanning around especially if you don't believe it but it's more like I can bring it in a more easeful energy to what I do so you have control over not making something more difficult than it needs to be and of course there needs to be challenges just to talk about the other side of it like challenges is how we grow challenges is how we're pushed to do things you know putting effort into something is what makes it rewarding when our beautiful creation comes to fruition you know so it's cool to have a nice relationship with challenge and effort, you know, where you're like, these are my like exploratory things. And it's like great to see myself like doing stuff in the world and like, look at me and I'm painting on the canvas of life. You know, that part is fun. So it's about doing it that way rather than from that kind of um, historical way, which you've been taught to do it, which is that kind of very self punitive 
um, way, but also people that aren't punishing themselves for how much they do. We're overworking ourselves with what should I be doing next? I should be doing more. I should be this. I should be that. And that is an overexertion of your mind too. Um, you know, and that we're all guilty of that. I think I can pretty much say that. And also worrying about what to do next. That's tiring. Oh my gosh. Please talk yeah. more about that. Please. Well, the whole point is that, um, again, using your living according to your energy type and listening to your authority we call it strategy and authority in human design those are the cornerstones of what it always comes back to no matter how deep the information you learn even if you've just taken our level three advanced you'll have seen me talk always I brought it back to strategy and authority because the idea is that we have this addiction to letting our minds run our lives when our minds are not supposed to be used for that our minds are supposed to be used for seeing new things about the world, becoming wise, sharing our gifts with people, being so freaking excellent, a genius at something. Like everybody has that potential inside them to be superhuman levels of genius. And Ra Aruhu, who founded Human Design, used to say, you know, like our collective level of intelligence is very low because we are all wasting our brain on the wrong stuff. So the idea is that when you retire your brain from thinking about what you should be doing next, how you should be running your life, and you then free that up, that's when it is actually, you even give it the chance to notice these genius things, to have these genius ahas, to see life in new ways, to develop the way that it thinks to these ex extremely amazing high levels, which is where we're all supposed to be operating at. But in order to be able to do that, we have to realize that there is another system that's in charge of us, us as individuals. Our gifts, our brains are for other people, are for the world, right? For the running of your daily life, it's your authority and your strategy. And your strategy is either um, responding, informing, being invited, or waiting that full lunar cycle being carried, um, depending on what your energy type is. And your authority is either the fact that you let your emotions make your decisions about your life, the fact that you let your gut make the decisions about your life, or your spleen, or your ego, or and so on and so forth. And so the whole point is these mechanisms, our bodies are in the moment. They are paying attention to what is happening in real time and they will guide you every moment to moment. So it's not our job to, to predict what's happening to us tomorrow. Our job is to say, this is what I'm observing right now. What is my body directing me once you learn what your strategy and authority is and you get intimately familiar, which in the app, our app called My Human Design, it will literally describe exactly to you how your strategy and your authority functions. If you just work that silly to every point in your life, you'll eventually get to a place where you can trust so much that you will know what to do today and that if you ace today, your tomorrow is already starting off better and it's starting off the better version of tomorrow is starting off in a way that it looks even nicer than how you could make decide it to look in your brain anyway. So the universe is going to reward you for living in an aligned way by making your tomorrow the step up from the today if you ace today. So all we ever need to do anyway is ace what's in front of us and then the quality of the next thing that comes to us will be higher and better anyway and that's what up leveling is. That is why we're running around so tired too. It's mental exhaustion. Yeah, majorly. It's, we're, oh, we're like all of us are running around overexerting our minds because we are using it to do things that our body should be doing. And mm -hmm. it's such, again, there's the words are so limiting, but when 
you're distinguishing when I say letting your body make that decision. I'm talking about what Jenna's saying about strategy and authority. Mm-hmm. Like we all have our bodies physically speak to us in those ways. And it's not our minds that are supposed to be doing that. Yeah. And they are mechanistic, measurable things. It's like, it's not saying listen to your body without any, you know, people yeah, that say context. listen to your body. Like this is how your body speaks to you specifically. And this is how um, to work with it. This is how to listen to it. This is how you know when it's speaking to you rather than your mind is speaking to you. Like we literally paint that out for you so that it's not just because if you're like listen to your body firstly people don't know how to listen to their bodies they mostly think they're listening to the their 10 mind. voices in their minds but the body is like a physical thing that will speak to you and yours we can actually tell you how's your how yours sounds and the strategy is a strategy yeah regardless of or for Absolutely. lack of a better it's word the ultimate strategy for, for avoiding overexertion mm-hmm Right? Yeah. Those two combinations together. We didn't even plan on taking the convo here, but Mm -hmm. those are the two. If you're trying, if you're feeling exhausted, if you're overexerting yourself, right there, baby. Mm -hmm. Strategy authority. Start practicing them in your real life. Yeah. It's, It's the ultimate, the way that it feels in your body when you just, and in your life, like the tangible life around you, to just sit in the seat of your own soul and know that this has got you in ways that your conscious mind could never get you or lead you it's such freedom and then all of a sudden the the way that you see yourself because you become so much more switched on in life and you become so much more clear in the way that you think and like you could be walking down the street but you're taking life in in like 25 more colors it's wild and it's something that I think everybody wants not just for ourselves but also for the world and the way that you know we can we can move through this thing it is we can make it a heaven if we want to 